Blog Talk Radio. Find out 
how you can support this program. When we come across good stuff like this, we need to get behind it quickly. Uh, That's right. And, and make sure that it thrives. <laughs> so awesome. So now, so just take us take us back a little bit and give us first of all a little bit more history about yourself and your evolution and, and how you became an ambassador for STEM education. Um, absolutely. And so, again, as you've already said, I um, am Atia Ball-Lacey, a native Washingtonian and also a proud graduate of Howard University. Um, I've been an educator now for 18 years. Um, currently, I serve as an assistant principal um, at a, a middle school in Prince George's County, Maryland. And so STEM... Um, it, it has not always been um, at the forefront for me, um, but it wasn't until I began to just see the genius of our students that I realized, wow, we know that STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, is really where um, the job forces are, not just in America, um, but really throughout the world. And so we know that if our students have a very strong foundation in those uh, content areas, um, they can compete globally. Um, however, what I've found as an educator is that, particularly when we talk about um, African-American students or minority students, that STEM genius or that genius that they have is not really celebrated because there's no real platform to do that. And so as an educator, uh, I, you know, have actually given you a little bit more history. I've actually gone to the movies a few years ago and um, the movies appealed to a black audience, of course. And when I left the theater, I felt very heavy um, because there were no positive images of who we are. And so I, you know, was a little bit discouraged, and I went home, and I just started writing. Um, and I started reflecting on the students who um, are before me every day, and I started thinking about, they're intelligent, they're brilliant, and how a lot of times they often dumb down who they are because, again, there's no real platform to celebrate their genius. And so I try to try to figure out how do I change or shift this mindset? How do I change the image of who we are and what we see, um, particularly on TV media, um, so that we can really show who we are in, in the real sense of what it means to be um, black in America or in a minority in America. And so out of that experience, um, Hood Smart, the Urban Stimulus Project was born. Um, and like I said, I am um, a very, very passionate educator. I love what I do. It's probably, next to being a mom, the most uh, challenging job that anyone could have, um, dealing with our young people and really being charged to prepare them for, for life, really. Um, and so for me, and using TV media to do that um, is extremely important. It's extremely important for me as a mother. It's important for me um, as an educator. And it's just important for me as a black woman um, in America. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we need this. And, and, and as I said before, um, those hearing the show, you need to share. You need to push this out. You need to make sure people, whether they're dialing in or listening to our archive, they need to hear about this. I know when I heard about this, I my you know I, I think about that commercial where everybody's head explodes. That was my right. reaction when I heard about this. I was thinking, you know, I often hear 
um, people talking about what's on television, um, about the reality TV shows that are out there. Now you've got another option. You've got the, the ability to do something to make this happen. So one of the things, Atia, I'd like you to talk us through is now, so you had this great idea. This is mm-hmm. no small undertaking. Um, Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, you can say one thing, but you've really, you've really stuck with this and made this work. So take us through what it took and, and some of your, the process that has gotten you where you are. And then you even help our, our audience know where you are and how they can help. Oh, absolutely. And so, um, and so I had to figure out how do I take this from a great idea because we know that we come up with great ideas every day, right? Like that's not an anomaly to come up with a great idea, but how do I, do I take this great idea and make it into a reality? And so let me first of all say that um, I was totally ignorant to – the world of TV production, media, and all those things. I'm an educator. And so I literally had to do my own homework. Um, I had to do a lot of research as to um, how this whole process even works because when you come with very limited experience, it's really important to figure out how to maneuver um, through this process. And so what I was able to do was to um, get some really strong partners. I have a really good friend. Um, Malkia Lydia, who um, is an amazing producer. Um, we sat down together. Uh, we literally took a few days, hours at a time, and she really pushed me to really think through and talk through and write it out exactly what my vision was um, and so that it can transfer from my head to hers. And sometimes that's not always easy. Um, and so we had to go through that process. We had to go through the process of creating a storyboard. And then we had the casting call. Um, and so for those uh, listeners that had an opportunity to actually see the scissor reel, you'll know that we were able to identify some very amazing young people. And let me say, none of these children are acting. Like these are all really bright students. Um, extremely bright students, and so we had a casting call because we wanted to make sure that the sizzle reel was a true reflection of what the show will be. Um, And so we had a casting call. We were able to get the students together um, to shoot the sizzle reel, and and I hope that, you know, the listeners will have an opportunity to see it if they've not done so already. Um, The last time I checked, we were maybe close to 8,000 views, and so um, that's a huge win because we know that <clears throat> sometimes it's hard to get people to buy in things when it comes to education where there's no entertainment involved. And so a really huge win. Um, and so from the casting call, I was able to put together um, a production crew, and we did it. Um, unfortunately, I did not have any outside funding. And I am an educator, so we know what that means. Um, but I, you know, I invested my own money because I feel as though when something is important to you, then you have to be willing to put your money forward, right? And so I invested somewhere around $7,000 to the reel. And it's interesting that you talked about your reaction when you saw the reel because that is the same exact reaction that we get from viewers around the world. Um, So we've had viewers from the East Coast to the West Coast, the Midwest, the South, I mean, there are a number of people who constantly reach out and they're just amazed. And they say that, you know, wow, 
how can I get involved? How can I get my children involved? So on and so forth, because I think that we are in a time, at a time where people are really thirsty for something new and something fresh, and we're really sick and tired of that same formula of what reality TV means for us, right? And so that is the absolute um, reaction that we get from viewers, period. And whenever I watch the Israel, I still get to have that same reaction. <laughs> and although I was there from the beginning of the end, to the end of the production process, when I watch it, I still get that feeling in my gut, and I know that this is this is right. You know what I mean? This is what we need. And um, and so right now where we are, we've produced the scissor reel. We are now ready to actually produce season one. And so um, we'll talk a, lot, a little later in the show about, you know, of course, how your supporters can can um, join, you know, the Hood Smart team um, as far as getting that uh, season one produced. But where we are now is we're ready to begin producing season one. We have a team. Together we have, you know, what we need, but we, we do, we're still missing that funding because the seven minutes is a reel that you did see um, was about $7,000. And so it's not, uh, you know, cheap to do this type of work at all, especially when you want to make sure that it's high quality. And that's very important for me because we know that, um, you know, we, we, we have to come with our best foot forward. When you're talking about shifting your focus, right? Um, you can't be mediocre with it. So we're really, really working hard to keep that same quality as you did see with the scissor reel. Um, believe it or not, we already have students lined up that are just waiting on us. Um, my middle school students, they are extremely excited. Um, and to my surprise, I wasn't sure what their response would be because I know that they're used to this certain level of entertainment. Um, because that's all that they've been fed for the most of their lives. And so I wasn't sure if they would be ready for something like Hood Smart, where we're just celebrating your genius and we're talking about learning and education. But the middle school students and the high school students seem to be amongst our biggest supporters. And so I thought that was really surprising because we may assume um, that they like and enjoy the violence and things that they often see, that's an assumption because they don't really have too many other choices. But they're tired of that too. Like they they want an opportunity to celebrate their intelligence as well. And Hood Smart, the Urban Stimulus Project, is here to provide that, that platform for them to do just that. That is, you know, that's amazing. And, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you made such important points because, number one, is that, like you said, everyone assumes, you know, with the video games and, and mm-hmm. the TVs and the movies that they're choosing this uh, because that's their preference. It's just because they don't have any other choice. Absolutely. So it's almost in some ways like you're being forced upon them. Um, and so yes. if you're, you know, only presented with fast food, that's what you know and, and that you got to eat, so to speak. Yeah, so the same exactly. with entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. if you give them some options, expose them, you get to mature, so to speak, their their taste buds. And, and the same with this. Absolutely. And, and um, Absolutely. you know, I watched it. Let's let our audience know that what we're referring to, this, the clip is out on YouTube. And that's the one that, that when I first saw it, because I, I saw the concept, I came across it on Twitter. And, again, mm-hmm. I, you know, so I, I so love how social media is helping us become a national 
village, so to speak, and we can reach out and like-minded. We're we're passionate about STEM. We have our platform, and it's our platform is to promote and to get the word out and to cross-pollinate all these great things that are happening since mainstream media isn't celebrating it the way it should. And if we have a groundswell and if they start to realize that, hey, people are dialing in and they are supporting and they're getting behind these things, then media will have to come kicking and screaming. So I, I truly believe that. And, um, and again, so tell them a little bit, you, you, we talked about, and let them know what's the best way for them to get to the YouTube video. Oh, absolutely. You can simply just go to YouTube and type in Hoodsmart, um, H-O-O-D-S-M-A-R-T, the Urban STEM, Stimulus, S-T-E-M-U-L-U-S project. And if you type that in, um, the video will definitely come up. And it's just seven minutes. And I guarantee you, um, once you watch the video and get a visual um, of what the show will really be like, you will be inspired. Definitely, you will be inspired. Um, and so just go to YouTube and type in Smart the Urban uh, as in Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, um, and the video will come up. And also, we have additional shorter videos there because we did um, a campaign for I Am Hood Smart. Um, and the kids really enjoyed that with the hashtag I Am Hood Smart. And so you'll see a few short videos of young students who um, may be stereotyped as something else. If you walk up on, up on them on the street or you see them just passing by, but you'll learn many of these students are taking advanced courses. They're in high school, enrolled in community colleges, so they're taking community college courses while in high school. They're in STEM programs. Um, there's a young man who just happens to be my brother um, who uh, just graduated from Howard who speaks Arabic fluently, um, another sister who speaks Japanese fluently, um, who was raised by a single mom. I think her mom was 17 years old when she had her. So we're doing our thing. And so those are the stories that we want um, to bring attention to. Um, and, and I do want to let your listeners know, and that is what it means to be hood smart. And so being hood smart it's simple. It means being able to define who you are and what you will become in spite of the many obstacles that are in your way, like in spite of the environmental things that we may have to deal with, in spite of this war on drugs that we have to contend with, in spite of generational poverty, our children are doing their thing. And these are the stories that need to be told in Hoodsmart, the Urban Simmons Project, is, again, going to be that platform to tell those stories. So not only will you have an opportunity to enjoy the sizzle reel, you'll also have an opportunity to take a look at our I Am Hood Smart campaign um, and, and join it. You know, you can upload with the hashtag I Am Hood Smart your own story. And we ask that they just be um, 60 minutes long. What are you doing? What makes you hood smart? What makes you stand out? Um, and, and let's go and let's talk about it because now we're shifting the focus to highlighting, again, our genius. We know those other stories exist. We we hear about those other stories all the time. Um, but who's talking about this young man who speaks Arabic fluently or this young lady who studied in Japan and speaks Japanese fluently with a 17-year-old um, you know, mom, teenage mom, born to a 17-year-old teenage mom? Who's telling those stories? So it's our responsibility to tell our own story. And so 
when we begin to change the narrative and write our own story, we change the mindset of our children. And that's exactly. my goal and that's my vision. Absolutely. And and you definitely um you're definitely um getting some attention and I I definitely expected that to uh, continue to expand because how can anyone deny again this is something that is so relevant everybody mm-hmm. whether they admit it or not you know they, they like reality TV in some form or fashion um, but at the same time this type of reality TV and I kind of want you to take our audience through uh, be kind of their eyes of what the, the, the seven minute reel is on YouTube some of our listeners, they, they dial in uh, via the radio uh, while they're driving in their cars. So um, they might not be able to jump on YouTube as we speak. Uh, so let's kind of talk them through. And, and the other thing I wanted you to kind of tell us, you were there when they were filming them. I can imagine if I was there and just hearing some of the poignant things the young people had to say, it would have given me chills. So what were, what are some mm-hmm. of your favorite moments in the, the, the filming and and, and what would people um, in, who don't have access, what are some of the highlights of that reel that you that really drive home what Hood Smart and the reality show is all about? Um, absolutely. So I, I must say that um, one of my favorite parts um, in this Disney world is where the young man was working through this um, really difficult math problem. And, and so I think it's important to notice that was not safe. At all. And so, again, these are super bright children. He didn't have an opportunity to review the math problem beforehand or anything of that nature. And the way they moved through that problem, the way that they did and they worked through it was just amazing. And I think that was one of the um, the highlights for me. And also, we feature uh, a set of triplets. Um, and their parents, we also interviewed them as well. And by the way, um, the three triplets are now attending the University of Pennsylvania, um, and they're all doing well in their own school scholarships. And so um, just seeing them and, and having their dad speak to what it's like raising um, three African-American males, um, and, and to hear them say, you know, it, it's perfect. It's a beautiful experience, period, you know. And so um, really being able to allow the world to be introduced to um, the triplets was amazing. And then we had, you know, another student who was highlighted who's brilliant. This kid is a genius. Um, but but he uh, does not look like, for many people, what, what they would think a genius would look like. And so there are these assumptions, again, that we make when we see our children on the street and you have no idea who these children are. And so it was really um a wonderful experience for me. Now, in the uh, Israel, you won't get to meet the Council of Elders, but uh, as far as the show is concerned, we do have a Council of Elders, and that's a very important component of the show. And I'll tell you a little bit about why um, I decided to have this Council of Elders to kind of judge um, the competitions, because remember, they'll have a STEM competition um, each week, but there'll also be a social justice component attached because for us, we want our students to understand that it's not enough just to be smart, but how do you use your intelligence to lead and serve your community, right? And so how do you give back to the community? How do you use your skill set to then come back and, and kind of, um, you know, 
come up with solutions for problems that we see and face every day in our own communities. And so there is this council of elders, and I feel like it's really powerful because our children need to understand the role of the elder in our community traditionally and how, you know, these are the wise people of our community. These are the people that will help guide you through through, through life. And so as far as the show is concerned, these are the people that are going to help guide you through how how to, to, to sustain yourself, how to get through it, because that's part of the excitement of the show. While we're not going to have the drama that we're used to seeing on, you know, reality television, we're not going to use profanity towards each other, we're not going to fight, we're not going to throw drinks in each other's faces, that, that, that's not going to work for us. However, there will be drama, but it's going to be an organic drama. There is, it's a lot when you have children coming from different parts of the country with different experiences, right, coming together to live in one house. They have these challenges that they have to contend with. They may have a limited budget to get something done. Then on top of that, they're in these sessions because they are preparing for this big academic competition that's going to be the finale show. And so it's just going to be so much going on. Then you have these house parents that you also have to learn how to um, adjust to. Then you have, <clears throat> excuse me, these tutors, these teachers that are pressing you. And so it's going to be a lot happening each episode. The drama is going to be there, but we're not going to have the buffoonery that we're used to seeing. So we're really, really um, excited about that. But for me, uh, the Council of Elders, I would say, is, is one of the components that I'm, I'm most proud of because it, it allows our children to really understand the role of the elder, the role of their grandmother or their grandfather or their mom or their dad. Because I think in this culture, uh, we kind of throw our elders away a little bit. Oh, they don't know anything. They're irrelevant. They don't understand us. They don't get it. When, in fact, that's not true at all. Um, and traditionally, in many societies, is the elder that guides the young. And so I really want um, young people that are participating in the show and young people that are watching the show to really start to think about that role um, and to embrace it. And I think that, um, for me, that's one of the um, components of the show that I'm most proud of. Oh, my goodness. That, uh, I, so much that you said that I, I just want to underscore and, and really talk about um, how relevant it is. Like you said, I, I like the way you said that there's going to be drama like you, you, you're you used to seeing in, um, or, or expect from reality shows, but this is organic mm-hmm. drama. This yeah. is real-world drama. And you, and you said, you know, being in the school system, uh, vice principal, uh, you know, you see real life, real world, what these kids do. And this is kind of the against the odds kind of um, for some of them, whether it's, it's things that are happening in their community, their home, um, or just even the images that they're having to fight against that they're seeing and, uh, and how people are portraying them and not giving mm-hmm. them the opportunity. And like you said, even just judging them on their looks. And I, and I heard a little snippet, you know, young, one young lady um, had a learning challenge, which others can even um, relate to, and they didn't want to go down the route of just medication whether it's mm-hmm. ADD or, you know, those types of things. That's what that's the type of thing is making some choices um, and, and not just going with the status quo or being pushed down um, um, that route. And so I think that those are the types of things, the real world, let's, let's deal with real world drama, 
seeing people who are overcomers, you know, not giving in or succumbing to it, but overcoming Mm -hmm. it. And so that's this this is going to be a show that's going to inspire other people, no matter where you are, not to um, undermine or hide or feel like you've got to downplay. Um, Like you said, your inner genius, whatever that is, whatever it lends itself to. Um, so that's I love that. And the other thing that you said when you talked about the the council of elders and the, yeah. the place that our elders have is like they don't have to be tech savvy, but they've been around a couple of times in the world and see it change and Absolutely. evolve. And uh, sometime along with all that genius and all of that uh, technology and all the different options that are being thrown at young people, sometimes they still just need to be grounded. And that's where your elders yes, can ma'am. help you with, like, those basics and, and ground it and how to use your hood smart. So that's, that's what I think is so beautiful. And, and you know, shows Absolutely. like this, it's, yes, in shows like this, it helps get back to what I always say is that, you know, as they say, it takes a village to raise a child. So it gets to extend their family. If they're not getting the, the, all the support that they need from home, um, then it, you have shows like this that they can get some cues and some advice off of and watch and relate to people that look like them and maybe going through the same struggles. So it's oh, not only absolutely. helping Yeah, it's not only helping the young people that are on the show, but it, it help, can help the whole community. Um and I'm absolutely. talking about the, the national community. So take us through a little bit. And you know and one this, thing I wanted to oh, share. Sure. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But one thing I, I think is important to mention, too, is that if we can think back to um, uh, one of my favorite all-time shows, and I still watch it today, A Different World. Um, and, and during a time that A Different World was in syndication, the college rate for African Americans was at its peak. And so I really wanted to think about what that means. And so what it said to, um, to many of us was that, you know, this is attainable. Like, you can do this, and it, and it made learning fun and exciting, and we were intrigued. And so even a lot of my peers who, you know, we may not have ever had conversations around going to college, all of a sudden this was, these were the conversations that, you know, we were having. And so, I, again, I really want to stress um, the impact that media has on our children. And so and, – and that's why it's so important for me to see this about the Urban Stimulus Project on television because I know um, as an educator, I know as a mom, um, I, I know as a young person growing up during that time, the direct impact that television has on us, it really works to change the mindset. And so that's why we see so many of our children acting other than themselves because it's, it's almost as though um, they're being told in a, a very subliminal or indirect way, this is who you are. And this is what society expects for, for, of you. See, because it's here on TV, and see, it's there, and it's over there. And so there's really no room for you um, to, to show your intelligence because this is who you are. And so I really, really want to stress that point um, with the listeners that, you know, television has a very, very, very powerful impact on, on our youth. And, and, and we're not proud of that, but that's just the way that it is. And so, again, that is why... I'm pushing really, really hard to use a TV media um, to, to begin to, to shift the focus um, that way. 
but I did want to mention, you know, you know, a different world. It's a perfect example of the impact that television can have on a generation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think of it in terms of your mental diet. You know, whatever you eat, you're going to see mm-hmm. the, the results of that. Back to that, that mental junk food. If you keep giving them a certain type of food, that's going to have an impact. So knowing, I, I, I dare anyone are to challenge us on that because I'm in total agreement with you that, mm-hmm. n- no, you can't keep feeding the mental junk food, I don't think that it doesn't impact them. Um, Absolutely. So, so you can use television for good or you can use it for evil. So very yeah. much so this is the opposite. But I want to stop and pause. First of all, I want to welcome our listeners. I see our listeners online. I want to say good evening for, for um, to our listeners. And I want to let you know we are talking to uh, Washington, D.C. Master Educator, Atia Ball-Lacey, and she is the creator and founder of a reality-based television show called Hood Smart. Um, it's an urban stimulus project. If you want to see for yourself, there's a great clip. They have um, some additional clips as well, but a great seven-minute clip uh, that shows you and that you spoke to a quality, the, the, the level of quality. This is, is, is an, uh, just something that they're throwing out there. They're showing you a level of quality. Uh, to me, it's television ready. It looks awesome. But it really gives you some insight to what this reality show related to STEM and some very uh, talented young people um, who are really passionate about STEM. And they are competing for a full-ride scholarship to their dream university. This is just a taste of what it could be, but you can help make it a reality. So you can help make this reality show a reality by helping to contribute. So um, share with our audience again how they can um, find out more about, follow you, um, even on social media, even if they want to reach out to you, but also how they can help contribute to that very important campaign Um, to help raise the money. Absolutely. So please, 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 we welcome you to follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, our, our handle is um, I. I'm sorry. I am Hood Smart, um, and and we have quite a bit of really good information that we try to put out throughout the week, just around um, different persons that are really, really making a big difference in the STEM world. Also, um, if you would like to view the reel, please just go to YouTube and you can type in Hood Smart, um, the Urban Stimulus, stimulus excuse me, S-T-E-M-U-L-U-S project. Um, again, it's just seven minutes long, but I promise you, you will be inspired. Um, and we're also... Um, crowdfunding at this time. We're looking to raise money to produce season one um, because we would like to go to the network with our season already produced so that we can maintain the integrity of the show. Um, Oftentimes when you go to network, they, you know, want to kind of tweak it and do little things with it uh, to make it to their liking. So our thinking is if we go with the season already produced, we can maintain um, the integrity of the show. Um, so if you would like to contribute to our crowdfunding um, our project, you can go to Indiegogo, and I will spell that out for you. It's I-N-D-I-E 
I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O. Again, that's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. And you can just search to Smart the Urban Stimulus Project. And please, please, please um, donate any donation. If you can donate $5, $10, $25, um, we appreciate all donations and everything helps. And 100% of the donations received will go towards production costs. Uh, for season one. So again, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at I am Hood Smart. Um, you can go to YouTube and watch the video. Uh, again, it's just seven minutes long. You can you type in Hood Smart Urban Stimulus Project, STEM Science, Technology, Engineering, Math, S T E M U L U S. Um, and if you would like to contribute to our crowdfunding campaign, you can go to Indiegogo.com. Oh, awesome, awesome. So mm-hmm. so talk us through, if you can, share with us some of the details without giving away, you know, too much, but it would be how many students competing, what's their age group, and, and what were some of the, you talked about how they had to audition, um, and what were some mm-hmm. of the things that you looked for, and, 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 and talk to us about what uh, competition or elimination uh, might look like. And, again, this is kind of just kind of projecting uh, because you're you're looking to develop season one, but just kind of give our audience what was what is this reality show going to look and feel like? Okay, sure. So we are are going to select 15 students um, from three um, major cities throughout the country, um, and we are looking for high school students only. So we're looking at 10th and 11th grade students because remember they are competing for a full scholarship to a college. Um, and every and I can't give too much information about the challenges, so I'm going to be, you know, just a little bit yeah, discreet with um, that conversation. So they will have a challenge. Um, it will be um, STEM-related. Um, they'll be in teams. They'll go before the Council of Elders. We will have a surprise celebrity guest each episode and also a STEM expert each episode um, and who will also serve on uh, – the panel with our elders, and they will determine who the winner is for that week. They they will have an opportunity to win prizes every week, but of course, the grand prize will go to you know will be awarded during the finale competition. And the interesting thing about this show is um, there'll be no losers. There'll be no losers at all. Everyone is a winner. Um, the only way that a student is put off the show is if they do something. Um, that is outside of the agreement as to how they are to behave as they move through this process. Um, but we will have no losers at all. And so that's another component that's a little bit different um, from other, um, you know, TV reality game shows. There will be no losers, none at all. Oh, and so we're amazing. really, really excited about this. Mm-hmm. We're really excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and just even the exposure, when people see, uh, as we know, the cream of the crop, and, and not just the cream of the crop, but just children that are hungry, that are applying themselves, um, because genius comes in all forms or fashion activity, but you just also, uh, which I can tell from, from you know, some of the, the backstory, is just some of these kids even just finding their way against, you know, sometimes some, some challenges that um, aren't their own doing, but just circumstances, environment, those in, in, in different scenarios. But it, it's just mm-hmm. going to be um, 
just really amazing. And it's even amazing, you know, um, how you've taken a little bit and taken it so far. And I think that's something that's important about our culture to, to celebrate. You know, it, it takes big production companies to produce um, programs like this. You didn't have big-time mm-hmm. funding. You talked Not about early on if those are joining, but you took it out of your own pocket because it was important to you. And so mm-hmm. I dare challenge my audience, if just something like this is important to you, you can reach in your pocket. Um, we're not talking, yeah. you know, whatever you have to give. It's not just just saying that here I have money, uh, but it's it's voting to say I think this is important, and others will take notice of that. Um, and if you don't have it in and of yourself, get a group together. If you belong to a fraternity, a sorority, your church, your school, <laughs> raise some money and and send it off to this to say we support it. We see you doing this, and we're with you. We're behind you. So I think that's Absolutely. so important for us. So I'm I'm really looking for my my audience to to respond, share. I'd like you to go out to YouTube and even just pressing a button. You can multitask as we're talking if you're on your computer. Go over there to YouTube, search on the Hood Smart, the Urban Stimulus Project, and let her know that hey, I see you. I see what you've done. I like it. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Now, there's, there's one other thing. Why I have you? You're you're an educator. You're in the current school system. Share with us um, any you know even talking to to parents, whether it's in from your perspective in the schools in Washington, but parents as a whole. Something you said that you weren't always a STEM um, ambassador, but you then realize how important and significant it is. We still have a lot of parents that need to get on board with this, and, um, and, and if not, kids need to take it upon themselves, or even if the grandparents or the aunts and uncles have to take it on. But talk to what you see in the education system right now and, and really helping parents uh, um, uh, make them aware of what you're seeing as an educator. Um, absolutely. And, and um, what I see is that um, particularly in the county that I work for and trickle even down to the school, um, we are really pushing STEM heavily. And I think that it's safe to say that that is the trend pretty much throughout the country. I think that as educators, we really recognize the importance of students really um, digging into those math and science courses. And so we even offer more AP um, science courses and math courses than we've had in the past. And so in the past, you could really only get those courses in certain schools, right? But um, even in our urban schools now, we're beginning to see students have more opportunity to take these um, advanced placement science classes and math classes. Um, And so we're really working hard and doing a a lot around educating um, our students and our parents, them, and, and how it, it really is a passport uh, to their future, um, really. Um, and we just had an assembly at my school, actually, where we had extensive conversations with parents around how they prepare their scholars um, for advanced placement math courses or science courses and um, really 
preparing them for these college preparatory um, exams, even at the middle school level. Um, I'm the sister principal in a school that services seventh and eighth graders, and already we have a PSAT prep class. Um, for our 7th and 8th graders. And um, traditionally, those classes don't happen until students get to the high school level. And so we are really working hard to increase the rigor um, and, and educate the parents as to what it is that they can do. And so we know that our children do like these little gadgets. Um, but can you think a little further, and what if they can create them? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that is the shift that's happening right now. Um, and I think that parents are getting it. Like, if you notice, a lot of children are, are, are going into these STEM camps for summer. At one time, you know, we were overloaded on the football camp or the basketball camp. But they're kind of trying to find a balance where they'll do the football camp, the basketball camp, the dance camp, but they're also going to do a science camp or a STEM camp or girls learning how to be cold. And so I feel like in, in our community, we're starting to get it. And so at the school level, we are constantly having these conversations with our families um, and with our students because, like I said, in, in order to complete globally, you, you, you have to master math and science. And, and so those are the conversations that we're having and, and we have to continue to have um, in, in the homes, um, the schools, with our children. We want them to, be, to get into this job market, they're going to have to excel in those areas, and, and that's just the reality. I mean, we live in, in a very technology-driven society, and, and we have to make sure that our students are prepared for that um, when they graduate high school or, or when they uh, graduate college. And so we have to continue continue to have those conversations. And we're having them. We really are. And parents are getting them, and they're they're excited um, about these STEM opportunities, and, and they're taking advantage of them as well. So it makes me feel really excited to know that. Absolutely. And and, mm-hmm. and one of the things I, we've challenged our audience, we said at the Thanksgiving table this year, while all the families around young and old, we need to be having conversations about STEM. We need to bring up science, technology, engineering, and math. And like you said, we need the parents, just like you take them to the football camp or baseball camp, they, mm-hmm. they, they need to arrive there. So someone's got to take them there. And sometimes you got to take them uh, and kind of surprise them <laughs> and let them get a feel for it. And, and more times than not, because we interview a lot of young people at these uh, different camps, we just had a great uh, show on Saturday with the Kansas City ASIM Village, and we had the young people talking about their robotics camp, and the kids mm-hmm. end up falling in love with it. So they do. back to that exposure. You've got to get them there, let them get a mm-hmm. little bit of taste, and they'll realize that, you know, around STEM is so much creativity. They get to build things. They get to get instant gratification because things they do with their hands or with their mind, they get to see those results. So they become Absolutely. problem solvers. They, they, their little entrepreneurial minds start to click, um, and it's, it's a really exciting for them. So I, I'm, I'm excited to hear, and what you're saying is encouraging as an educator that you're seeing parents that, that get it. Um, one one mm-hmm. question that I, I do, why I have an educator on the line um, that I want to ask, because I still hear this one thing that bothers me, which is sometimes we still hear where they 
uh, kids get pegged as they're not good at math. And then, and sometimes it's even broader where uh, we hear either girls aren't good at math or boys aren't good at math or, you know, and, and so what, what is your thoughts as an ed- educator and have you come across that where kids kind of, when they hear that, that you're not good at math or we're not good at math um, or maybe the parents are even kind of passing on their phobias. You know, the parent mm-hmm. may not be good at math, so therefore they might not be good at helping them with the math, and then the, the kid kind of gets stuck in that cycle. So do, do you see that as an educator and, and any thoughts um, or suggestions? Yeah, and unfortunately I, I do. And so, um, and, and I'm going to speak specifically for my school, and so then we had conversations with our instructors, our teachers, because we have, the, the kids live in such a fast-paced world, right? And so we have to make sure that the teaching and the learning is relevant. And, and so and we have to make sure that they understand how they're going to apply it in the real world. And so a, a, a lot of it is just that um, they see math um, isolated from their reality, right? But when you make it very real to them, their approach is different. And so that is something that um, we often hear. But I like that you that E word that you mentioned, and that's exposure. But when we expose them to math or to science um, in a different context, this light bulb does go off. And so then they say, oh, oh, this is science? So this is, absolutely it is. And so it's really about making those real-world connections for them so that they can get it. And so when you're just, you know, doing math, pencil some paper out of a book or, you know, a, a ditto, well, I didn't say ditto, I'm dating myself, <laughs> or, or, you know, just a copy of paper or whatever from out of a book, um, they don't all, they're not always able to make that real-world connection. But when we uh, present it in a different way um, that's relevant, um, for them, that's when we begin to um, see their appreciation for math and science, um, and, and they begin to develop their love for it. And, and then it's exciting, too. And so it's, it's really up to us as, as educators um, to um, change our approach um, because we, we, the kids live in a different society from, from when we grew up. You know, everything is hands-on, everything is fast-paced, and so we have to be adaptive um, to their learning styles. And I think when we do that, we do see a change in students and, and how they approach um, math and science. But it can be a little scary um, if you're just reading out of a book and you really don't understand that pretty much everything you're doing involves math and science, you know. And so when we present it in that way, they get it. And then that's when they can, you know, develop their love for it. Absolutely, absolutely. And there are, you know, the the other thing is, like yourself, there are a lot of uh, programs that are offering uh, opportunities and and these different, and that's what these different camps are about. They're about the immersion and the playing with the robotics and, and, uh, you know, one that we talk about a lot, uh, BDPA, Black Digital Professionals Association, they have a year-round, it's not just in the summer, but a uh, computer competition that they help train and expose young people to um, and make it very real. And they get to make, um, they need they get, get problems and they get to uh, create solutions. I also just recently had on my show Josephine Steam Relay, um, an Atlanta event that's going up that combines fitness and steam. 
so different organizations are finding different ways to kind of slice and dice to expose them and tie it in. As a matter of fact, the Josephine Steam Relay is the music edition. So everything they're going to do, they're going to learn things about Steam, um, but they're also going to learn about musical engineering, how it also ties to technology. So parents um, and, and just anyone, grandparents, help the, the young people connect the dots, help them get exposed, uh, even if it's not your thing, get them exposed, get them exposed, get them exposed. So I I, I think I've driven our, our point home for tonight, but I can't, I want to end tonight's show circling back around to the all-important um, reality-based game show, Hood Smart, and the creator that we've had on tonight. Thank you, uh, Tia, for, for sharing all of your knowledge, for um, giving us enough to get us salivating, but not giving it away too much. Because it is a reality right. show, so you got to stay tuned. And so um, the one thing I want everybody to do, follow them on, uh, on, um, Yahoo, on I'm sorry, YouTube. Follow them on Twitter. Um, if you have any questions, uh, if you, you can't get a hold or uh, find a way to connect with Atia, uh, Ball, Lacey, you can always send an email to technologyexpresso.com, and we will make sure that the communication gets to to her and her team, um, any questions that you might have about the upcoming reality game show, Hood Smart, the Urban Stimulus uh, Project. Please let people know in your area about it. Share the show tonight. This is one we really need to get passed around. So I'm, I'm so excited. But I want to give you, Atia, just any final words that you'd like to share with our audience or even any final words on, again, supporting Hood Smart and supporting this great thing that you've created. Um, yes, and thank you so much. So, again, if this is something that um, you truly believe in and you truly want to see um, reach television, we do ask that you um, consider contributing to our crowdfunding campaign. Again, um, every dollar that is donated will go towards production costs. Um, and we would really, really greatly appreciate your support. Um, and, and you'll see once you go to the actual um, page that we do have gifts for those of you that do contribute. And we want you to be on the front end of this. We're very clear um, and confident that the show is, is so good that it will be picked up by network. And so I think it will be an awesome feeling for you to know that you were on the front end with your support for the show. So, again, if you would like to make a donation, uh, you can please go to our crowdfunding campaign at um, indiegogo.com, and that's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com, and you can type in Hood Smart, the Urban Stimulus Project, and like I said, there's no such thing as a too small donation. Every dollar counts, and we really, really thank you in advance for, for whatever support that you can lend. Well, I am looking forward to it. Uh, I promise I'll, it's going to be TiVo'd as soon as uh, we find out when it's going to air. I, I, I just think that is, it's awesome. And um, we here at Technology Expresso, our microphone is always open to you. Feel free to come back anytime if you have any updates or uh, whenever you're ready to, to launch and let us know the uh, date that we can see this on the, uh, on the network. Uh, but, again, thank you so much for what you're doing, what you're doing for the community. It's a beautiful thing, and um, it's just so encouraging and enlightened. And to find someone 
like-minded like us here at Technology Expresso, just trying to make sure that our community uh, has the exposure and is not left behind and is ready for the, the jobs and the opportunities that are here for us today, not just in the future, but today. So, again, got to thank all our great listeners, thank our guests tonight, and, and just say continue to listen, learn, leverage, and launch. Until next time, we're Technology Expresso Radio, Urban STEM Radio. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch.